I was 30 years old when the seaplane TJ Callahan and I were traveling on crash-landed in the Indian Ocean. TJ was 16 and three months into remission from Hodgkin's lymphoma. The pilot's name was Mick, but he died before we hit the water. My boyfriend John drove me to the airport, even though he was third on my list, below my mom and my sister Sarah of the people I wanted to take me. We fought the crowd, each of us pulling a large wheeled suitcase, and I wondered if everyone in Chicago had decided to fly somewhere that day. When we finally reached the U.S. Airways counter, the ticket agent smiled, tagged my luggage, and handed me a boarding pass. Thank you, Miss Emerson. I've checked you all the way through to Malé. Have a safe trip. I slipped the boarding pass into my purse and turned to say goodbye to John. Thanks for driving me. I'll walk with you, Anna. You don't have to, I said, shaking my head. He flinched. I want to. We shuffled along in silence, following the throng of slow-moving passengers. At the gate, John asked, What's he look like? Skinny and bald? I scanned the crowd and smiled when I spotted TJ, because short brown hair now covered his head. I waved, and he acknowledged me with a nod while the boy sitting next to him elbowed him in the ribs. Who's the other kid? John asked. I think it's his friend Ben. Slouched in their seats, they were dressed in a style favored by most 16-year-old boys. Long, baggy athletic shorts, t-shirts, and untied tennis shoes. A navy blue backpack sat on the floor at TJ's feet. Are you sure this is what you want to do? John asked. He shoved his hands in his back pockets and stared down at the worn airport carpeting. Well, one of us has to do something. Yes. Please, don't make any final decisions until you get back. I didn't point out the irony in his request. I said I wouldn't. There was really only one option, though. I just chose to postpone it until the end of the summer. John put his arms around my waist and kissed me, several seconds longer than he should have in such a public place. Embarrassed, I pulled away. Out of the corner of my eye, I noticed TJ and Ben watching it all. I love you, he said. I nodded. I know. Resigned, he picked up my carry-on bag and placed a strap on my shoulder. Have a safe flight. Call me when you get there. Okay. John left, and I watched until the crowd enveloped him, then smoothed the front of my skirt and walked over to the boys. They looked down as I approached. Hi, TJ. You look great. Are you ready to go? His brown eyes briefly met mine. Yeah, sure. He had gained weight, and his face wasn't as pale. He had braces on his teeth, which I hadn't noticed before, and a small scar on his chin. Hi, I'm Anna. I said to the boy sitting next to TJ, You must be Ben. How was your party? He glanced at TJ, confused. Uh, it was okay. I pulled out my cell phone and looked at the time. I'll be right back, TJ. I want to check on our flight. As I walked away, I heard Ben say, Dude, your babysitter is smoking hot. She's my tutor, asshole. The words rolled off me. I taught at a high school and considered occasional comments from hormone-riddled boys a fairly benign occupational hazard. After confirming we were still on schedule, I returned and sat in my empty chair next to TJ. Did Ben leave? Yeah. His mom got tired of circling the airport. He wouldn't let her come in with us. Do you want to get something to eat? He shook his head. I'm not hungry. We sat in awkward silence until it was time to board the plane. TJ followed me down the narrow aisle to our first-class seats. Do you want the window? I asked. TJ shrugged. Sure, thanks. I stepped to the side and waited until he sat down, then buckled in next to him. He took a portable CD player out of his backpack and put the headphones on, his subtle way of letting me know he wasn't interested in having a conversation. 
I pulled a book out of my carry-on. The pilot lifted off, and we left Chicago behind. Things started to go wrong in Germany. It should have taken a little over 18 hours to fly from Chicago to Malay, the capital city of the Maldives. But we'd fallen behind schedule after spending the entire day and half the night at the Frankfurt International Airport, waiting for the airline to reroute us after mechanical problems and weather delays rendered our original itinerary obsolete. TJ and I sat on hard plastic chairs at 3 a.m. after finally being confirmed on the next flight out. He rubbed his eyes. I pointed to a row of empty seats. Lie down if you want. I'm okay, he said, stifling a yawn. We aren't leaving for several hours. You should try to sleep. Aren't you tired? I was exhausted, but TJ probably needed the rest more than I did. I'm fine. You go ahead. Are you sure? Absolutely. Okay.